Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to episode 43 of the AI Comic Pod brought to you as always by the Anfield Index. Uh, we've got a bit bit of an emergency one that we've shoehorned in this week. Um, if you've got eyes and ears, you've probably noticed that San Diego Comic-Con's been on over the last weekend and as always it's the the plethora of uh, comic book and nerd and pop culture related things, trailers, statues and everything. So we thought we'd do a little bit of a review. Uh, we've had a few people asking us to do one anyway, and I think we did one last year and it was quite well received. So we'll uh, we'll go over it, have a look at some of the trailers, uh, talk about some of the major talking points. And then as always, we want to hear your feedback and we want you to come back and tell us what you think, what were your favorites, the bits that you didn't like. Um, I, of course, am Stu. You can recognise my dulcet tones. And Rory's back with us this week for once. He decided not to fuck off and do other things. Um, how are you this evening, sir? I'm good. Yeah, that was charming intro as always. Thanks, man. Well, I tried last week, but I couldn't even think of one. I couldn't think of anything horrible to say. <laughs> Just kind of petered out, and it was really pathetic. I was very annoyed with myself. You can't be mad at like people like Kay, because Kay is just too... It'd be like st- standing on a puppy. Do you know what I mean? You just can't whoa, do whoa, that, whoa! Let's not bring puppies into it. Come on, I'd rather step on K than a puppy. <laughs> why, why, why are you stepping on tits? What? No. Puppies. A... <laughs> you said puppies. Uh, Sorry. 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 Hey, I'm going. To, I'm started. going on Stuism. Sorry, oh. it's the Stu. Man, we haven't even introduced you, and you're already hijacking the pod. <laughs> Jesus oh. Christ! Could, should we? Should we just? Should we just retire now? Can you kick that, him out? Is there a possibility? Yeah, just is that, hang is up. That where, where, where's the kick out button on Skype? <laughs> Three, two, one. Block. Yeah, block. Well, if you hadn't picked up on it, what's wrong with you? We've got gags with us this evening. Woo! Host of the host of the on the box podcast because this is a bit of a crossover because we're talking host movies. of every podcast and guest <laughs> of every other podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The man, the myth, the legend, the the pod father, and all these other things. That Hans, Hans Solo, and of course Hans Tanden. Hans Solo, man, I can't. I haven't even thought of that one yet, Rory. That's a good one. Yeah, I know Hans Solo. There you are. That, that's Rory's one joke for this week. 
<laughs> oh dear. Let's oh, talk about small hands on this pod, eh, Stu? No, no, let's leave my hands out of it. That's what the doctors keep telling me. Leave your hands out of it. <laughs> Stop giving yourself a reach was around. It the doctor oh, let's go on the, with the podcast. It, was it the doctor? Three the... minutes and I've already made a penis joke. Was it the doctor or the vet? <laughs> Whoa, that's a bit dark. <laughs> Fucking hell. Seriously, where is the block button? <laughs> hey, look, we're talking you go to some extremes. I'm doing it on your part. <laughs> I think, I think we, we need we might have to we might get in trouble on the uh, the AI legal team, eh? <laughs> well, I am beast, bestiality three and a half minutes in is a bit of an extreme way to go. Jesus, I don't even think I go that far. Like a finishing move in Mortal Kombat. Now let's get on with the party. Yeah, anyway, moving swiftly on from all things related to animal sex. <laughs> before we uh, before we delve into the comics, um, even though it's not strictly comic related, because this is technically a crossover between us and the On The Box pod, um, we thought we'd start off with Stranger Things because... I don't know because. anyone that's watched Stranger Things that didn't love it, that didn't pretty much shit themselves with delight at it. It's definitely one of the best thing, one of the best, most original shows I've ever seen. And well, it's, amazingly, amazingly, it's not original as well, which is why I love it even more because it's like it's one of the most nostalgic, heavy pieces of like modern TV, and it's one of the most original at the same time. It's absolutely crazy. I, I like still grabbed our childhood like a sponge and wrung it out and then went, there you go, there's condensed the 80s. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I think we're all from, you know, we're all 80s children. I know we're, we're a little bit into the 80s and, and well, you're all about the same age anyway, but... Well, Gag is, what, 45? <laughs> Yeah, he looks pretty good when he's spending time in Scandinavia and posing next to pistols lately and stuff. But, I'm, I'm um, 38, so I'm also an 80s, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we've all got that kind of, you know, we all grew up with, with E.T. and Poltergeist and Ghostbusters and all that kind of stuff. And it's just like, the first one was just, I was just incredible, man. It absolutely blew me away. And the podcast going back to it and it's going back away, but the On The Box podcast was, was excellent. That the guys recorded, well, no, I don't know, three, six months ago. So it was a while back now. But, yeah, um, December. It was in December with the K and, year, um, Christ, man. K and Yeah, uh, yeah it was great. And, and honestly, it's if, if no one's seen it, and I really hope they have, you, what the hell are you doing with yourselves? Because it's please, one of the best please, things. Watch. But don't just watch it, binge it. Set aside yeah, oh, a whole day, yeah. sit down, turn the lights off, turn your phone off and just watch it back to back because it's not the kind of show that you can watch one of and then come back a week later. If you had to watch it weekly, you would probably bash your own head in. I think it, I watched it first, you know. It's quite weird out of us because Iron Gags got into it about a week after I did and almost caught me up. But I did watch it within a few days. It's it's just incredible. It's only eight episodes, viewing. guys. It was so easy yeah. to watch. The well, wife's exactly. done three already yeah. today. She started it today. <laughs> she's done three episodes. Is it only eight episodes? Christ, I'm going to have yeah. to watch it again soon. Well, a lot of Netflix shows are only between eight and, eight and 13 episodes because the yeah. well, especially with the the budget that they were having for this for all the uh, the upside down and you know the the mega yeah, it's, it's got a budget like to it. I mean, just even before coming into this trailer, the screenshots of them in the Ghostbusters outfit. It's oh, just, that's just it's just genius, man. It's genuinely giddy seeing yeah, them all, yeah. and they've got the homemade trap. 
And then on the trailer, if you've watched the trailer, and yes. we are, this is spoilers about uh, Comic Con. These are all the trailers and everything mm. we've seen. Um, that there is something trapped in their make-believe trap or in their you know homemade trap, in, yeah. which is kind of incredible. And then it just the, with the Michael Jackson thriller, thriller music, oh, the, the voice over story. the top, you know, the old school horror. Yeah. It's yeah. just so clever. Yeah, it's and so, Rory, so clever. if you're from the '80s and like I, yeah. you know, we are, and I was growing up during that time with you know, Bad came out and all these and three. Yeah, of course. Basically, it was in my cousin's car and he had an XR3i. Back in the day, those were the big... Those I bet were the you, fun- you had one of those red leather jackets, didn't you, like Michael Jackson wore in the... I didn't, but my cousin did, right? And he <laughs> oh. and he had the <laughs> tape. glove. He had the tapes, yeah, and he'd drive with one glove and he'd put the tape in and Thriller would be on or Bad would be on and yeah. it just <laughs> took, it took me straight back into that time. As soon yeah, as Thriller pet- came on, just like... Did one of you get a pet monkey to go in the back of the car? <laughs> we, we wish... <laughs> Because you weren't doing it properly if you didn't have the jacket, the glove, and the monkey. That's no, the holy that's, trinity. That's, yeah, that's the trinity right there. Yeah, um, I would have bought Alton Towers as well if I could have, but I just couldn't afford it at the time. <laughs> slightly budget version of Neverland. But yeah, the premise of season two seems to be Will, it, Will has obviously come back and he's still got some kind of a connection with the upside down. Yeah, he can't it, escape it. It looked yeah. like the 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 gap between the two worlds is sort of thinned possibly because of what happened in season one and like everything's bleeding together you have the bit where the oh the, the sheriff fella whose name just completely forget escapes me uh david harbour yeah, character yeah. and he's looking at the gunk on the tree and he says whatever's going on it seems to originate here so something's clearly happening but it, it doesn't look like it's taking place in that lab anymore because the bit right at the end when Eleven pushes her hand out the wall, she's in the school, which was obviously yeah. she was when she disappeared, when she got rid of the um, the demigorgon. So, it, I don't know. It, they've not really put many details out, have they? Also no, I, I, they don't need Hello. to. They really don't need to, because I think everyone's going to watch it anyway. And I think it'll be more of the same. And, and that's really no bad thing, because... It's, it's so much more they can explore with it and the characters you just love anyway and you just want to see more of them. And yeah. He's zoning out now, isn't he? The, the main Who's thing is he's going, to be, he's going to be zoning out now and, and just any point he'll be in that upside down world. And you yeah, see, there's, there's a couple loads of scenes of like his, his screaming mom. wake up and stuff. Yeah, exactly. You know? That's yeah. it. He's just going to yeah. be... It's going to be all. It looks like a bigger budget. It looks like um, it's going to be faster paced. There seems to be loads going on in terms of story wise. It just looks like the the the, the trailer is just wow. If that doesn't and it's wet your all appetite, the original cast as well, everyone that was alive is back. Oh god, yeah, it's brilliant. Because I, I wasn't sure if you yeah. were going to get. Um, I, oh. I, I'm glad they didn't overcast it as well. I mean, there might be a couple more in there, but I was quite worried it was going to be. Oh, this is successful, and load of stars and agents start throwing yeah. their names in the ring, and that always kind of ruins shows when they start introducing. You know, I mean, the, the, the original cast was great, and it had a touch of class, and David Harbour was great, um, and the lady who did the weirdest except except oh, Winona Ryder. Yes, I forgot her name, but have you seen that? It's one of the best things. Yeah, when well. when Ryder darting around the room, and the when Emmys. It's literally she had more emotions than anyone I've ever seen in two minutes. It's hilarious. It um, 
where people put pizza all over it so her eyes were tracking random bits of yeah, pizza. but she's just perfect. I mean, she's such a kind of accomplished actress and she's kind of had a Robert Downey Jr. kind of star career. She's never really got that. background, you know, um, but she's, no, she's so, She's so had good. some big highs, what, probably 20 years ago and then she's really sort of disappeared down the drain. A but little bit. Got, yeah. This has obviously brought her back into the public light because she is, without a doubt... The, the biggest name on this because don't forget she was genuine A-list she was one of them where she, you put her in a film and it made money oh she was a huge man for a while no yeah. just just on David Harbour I don't know if we've discussed this you do know you know they've, they're going to make a new Hellboy yes and he's cast as Hellboy in it have you heard I that? didn't know that had actually been confirmed I knew he was yeah it's the- confirmed and the director's confirmed and it's not Guillermo del Toro as we uh, we kind of expected but yeah um, yeah, there's no. It's still early days, and I think that they're, they're, they're still in kind of writing stages. But it is going to happen. It is going to go ahead. And he's, I think they kind a, of. I think Ron Perlman and I think Guillermo have given their kind of, you know, uh, giving their blessings somewhat reluctantly. But I think it had to be, be you know, rewritten and changed a bit because it's ten years on since the second one. So it oh yeah, Hell, Hellboy: Rise of the Blood Queen. Yeah, I, I think it'll be good. I love the original too, and it's obviously a different take on it. But I, you know, I think more Hellboy the better. Really, it's still um, still lots to be told. Before you do, just move be, on uh, from from, from Stranger Things. Nine episodes this time, not eight. So okay. a little bit a bit longer. Last thing before we go on, very quickly, who's your favourite of the young cast? Oh God, the kid with the curly hair and then you know dustin yeah, yeah. dustin was my favorite it could it? only be dustin he's fucking brilliant he's the comic relief and he he's the badass as well <laughs> he's just ace man have you heard the kids sing in real life he's got a yeah. voice of an angel man it's really just bizarre yeah they, he's got got they, they did a um a medley of uptown funk there was him yeah. and um the one the, the the kid that plays lucas and they came out in their kind of in their stranger things outfits and started giving out food to the audience they didn't yeah. give out egos which was a bit a bit of disappointment but they gave you were giving out, out sandwiches weren't we that yeah, um, yeah, yeah. whoever, whoever the host was um uh, his mum had made them it was was it jimmy fallon and his yeah. mum had something like 750 peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> and he's got these 11-year-old kids handing them out to an audience of Hollywood A-listers. And I think that's what I think that's what it did. You know, it, it kind of created, I don't know, a buzz around the whole of Hollywood and, and around the world, really. It's just kind of hit that nostalgic sweet spot, which which often they get wrong. Do you know what I mean? And everyone just loved it. It's 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 one of the most likable TV shows, and they're one of the most likable group of of individuals. I think Lucas as well. Lucas is incredible um, in in the series. Those two, him and Dustin, are the two that kind of take the centre roles. But um, and yeah, eleven, and eleven, obviously. Oh, of course. Yeah. She, yeah have you course. seen what her next her next role is? She's no. in the next Godzilla film. Oh wow! Interesting. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, she's she's only thirteen years old. 13, her career's going to be barely done anything, and she's been talked about in a few years to yeah. play Princess Leia. She's got a Leia look. I can see that. Yeah. Definitely got a look. I've seen pictures of um, Jesus Christ. The name completely gone. Carrie Fisher yeah. when she was younger, and my God, you'd think they were actually related. So yeah. She, I mean, her and David Harbour, they're, they're going on to much, much bigger bigger things than this. Oh, well, all the kids will, you know. All the, well, not all the kids necessarily, but Dustin's got some hell of a career in front of him, man. That confidence yeah. of that age, he's, he's going to be something. So Yeah, yeah this yeah, hope is not one of those things like the Goonies where, you know, nothing, not much happens with, with the I cast. Just, I, think, like I think they're in safer hands a little bit. I think, I think with the problem with the Goonies, and, and it does hark back to like the Goonies and... Um, 
any of the kind of stuff that that Corey is it Corey Haim or Corey Feldman? I can't remember which is which. Um, was in all those kind of era of, of film like the Lost Boys as well. Well, they were they, they were they very just went off the rails. <laughs> they just went off the rails because of the drugs addictions and the abuse and all the rest of it. It it just it was just the kind of I think I think things now have changed a little bit and obviously child actors and people still go off the rails. It happens, but. I think they're kind of in safer hands, really, these these group of individuals. And I think times might change slightly from there where maybe advice is a little bit better, you know, rather than people trying to line their pockets. I know maybe a bit too presumptuous off me, but I just hope it's not about exploiting younger actors that want to go on and have a career because it can, you know, it doesn't ruin all careers. Drew Barrymore went completely off the rails, you know. But, it was... Um... Um, one yeah, more thing, happen. guys. Um, the, the, the guy who played Mikey in Goonies, I don't know if you noticed him in the trailer running down the corridor. He's also in Stranger Things. Um, oh, nice. a, the biggest nod that the Duffer Brothers could give to giving that film a little bit of a, you know, as it's an inspiration to um, Stranger Things. So, yeah, he, the lead, yeah, yeah. Mikey, we talked about him. He's actually in it. Isn't Mikey Sean Austin? Yeah, that's him. Astin. Oh. Astin. Yeah, from yeah. Um, yeah, Lord of the Rings fame as well. Yeah. He's an adult, Samwise. Yeah, okay. he's, he's well, done a lot well, of good stuff, on. man. Go moving on, on from, uh, from all things Strange. small budget to <laughs> something of an astronomical budget. No, well, just before we do, we're not going to talk too much about Infinity War because no, we're not. You, you may or may not have seen that there was a trailer that's been leaked, but it's not fully released yet. So we're not going to. We've seen it, but we're not going to talk about it. It was from the Disney Expo, wasn't it? It wasn't. From yeah, it was from the, uh, Comic-Con. It was the Disney thing. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's made its way out. It's one of them that press have seen it. It isn't but even it, a trailer, you know. Do you know what it is? It's kind of a selection of short clips, kind of bonded together i know that's what a trailer that's is but there's, there's no real is. no there's no structure to it do you know what i mean it's not like your normal structured trailers where you know this is the story arc and this is where it's starting off it's kind of just something to show that all the bloody characters are in it in my opinion it's not quite a complete trailer like you'd well, expect well after rory's just pissed all over our chips it's basically a trailer but when, we, we, we won't we won't talk about it. But they did have a couple of bits that we can mention. We finally got a good look now at Thanos in statue form. They had oh, he looks awesome. Of Thanos and the children of Thanos, so they're basically his own private army. And then there was a great bit where Josh Brolin is stood there, and Josh Brolin's not a small guy, and no, he's, he's got a, a light-sized replica of the Infinity Gauntlet, and you could put a rolled-up carpet in there. So Thanos's arms are gargantuan in size so i mean he's going to be something like about eight or nine foot tall when he's all cg'd up on screen and he's going to be imposing and we already know the whole roster is in there you've got the avengers and spider-man and the guardians are in there as well and we've got a couple of new characters coming in like captain marvel if you want to see it marvel's not marvel's not in the first first film that's hundred percent yeah, Doctor Strange's so, Strange's. She was supposed to be making her debut in Infinity War. She's not. It's 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 been confirmed that she's only going to be in the second one. And also, oh, and also, um, it's because the the release of her film comes in between the two. Because I think it'd be hard to bring her in at that interval. And we can talk about Captain Marvel as well a little bit can't we because that's got some yeah the, there's only a little bit of captain marvel or that they've they've done some mock-up images of what her suit's going to look like and they've pretty much confirmed 
that the storyline is going to be a secret invasion, which my Marvely friends tell me is a very, very big, high profile and incredibly good story arc that they did from the 90s. The key it's, thing about it's set it in is, the 90s. Yeah, it's set in the 90s and it features the Skrull, who were a super, super strong <coughs> race of shapeshifters. Yeah, the scroll are interesting because I've read up on the scrolls. So the scroll are more fantastic four property, which is quite interesting because I don't think Marvel had access to these. So well, technically they they are owned all of the rights for the scroll are owned by Fox. Yeah. So they must have some kind of a sharing agreement like they've got with Sony, which is really weird because Fox won't let them have access to the Fantastic Four. They won't, but there's some because they're making a Doctor Doom film. Um, I think there's some talks of there's I don't know some crossover agreement with potentially, Marvel yeah, that's kind of thing. So we'll see what comes of that. But it, that sounds quite interesting. But we can see yeah, the scroll. The scroll do sound interesting. The thing about it, it being the '90s, everyone's going to go, "Well, why has she not been around? Where has she been in the Avengers?" And I think what we'll learn in the film is where she is, presumably on the planet or the worldly. Yeah, exactly. Well, she, she's then, very much a cosmic entity. And the thing about bringing the scroll in, they can probably do a pretty accurate origin story of how she got her powers whereas if they did it without the scroll they'd have to completely change it so yeah, it's going to be i prefer it this way around because as much as wonder woman is a great film i wanted that film before batman versus superman where she just turned up do you know what i mean i, I wanted yeah. the origin before that and i think marvel does that generally extremely well obviously black panther was brought in civil war before you get the you know origin story but i think they did that extremely well but i think i think her coming in you know after her film and being a quite a big part of, of, of presumably to take on she's the strongest superhero they'll have on, on oh, their side Keb, by Keb, like you already said when she's in she is the strongest character on the roster which without, is very interesting. Without so, a doubt. I, you know, they're going to need her to, to take on Thanos. Um, can I just, with, with Infinity War, no spoilers, just saying that's going to be an absolutely fucking long film. So if you're drinking drinks, yes. you're gonna, it's apparently going to be more than two and a half hours long. And also, It's going to have to be. How, yes. how amazing has it ever been done that there's a cast this big in a no. mo- movie, also with this much build as well? Like... Mate, this is the biggest film. Like, g- genuinely honest, this is Marvel head off. This is comic book fan head off. This is the biggest film ever produced. Full stop. And I know you can talk your avatars, and you can talk Titanic and Jurassic Parks and all that kind of jazz. This is far bigger and far more ambitious than anything we've ever seen in cinema oh, yeah. history. Well, the, the roster is something like sixty main cast. Unbelievable, mate. And to get them all the Hats kind of off. right time and screen Hats time, off. and they will get it right. Do you know what I mean? Because I just don't trust. believe they will. We have the trust, don't you we? Know. We have the trust. Yeah, we, we've got the evidence Russo's as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And especially and I think, you talking... think normally when they do one of their films, they might have one character that's CG heavy. Yeah. They're going to have Thanos and the Hulk and Iron Man because a lot of people don't realise, but most of Iron Man's armor is CG. He wears oh, yeah. a he wears a bodysuit with the dots on it, and he sometimes wears the the visor for say head and neck shots but a lot of what he does is computer generated which means you've probably got war machine you've then got the guardian so you're going to have rocket and groot and doctor strange and all of these things so you're potentially going to have maybe 10 cg characters all in the same film potentially all on screen at the same time spider-man as well yeah and that 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 bothers me to an extent because i you know i do worry 
when films become too overloaded with CG that you kind of it takes you out of the film a little bit. But you know, I kind of have to trust that they'll get the balance right because it, I mean, it's going to be much grander scale than say the airport fight scene in Civil War, but that is primarily CG, and you still completely kept you focused. Do you know what I mean? There wasn't, it didn't take away from that. I think the only difference in this. And a bit like the, you know, the, the end scene in Guardians when he's Pac-Man and all the rest of that kind of jazz. When it's CG on the back of CG, it, it does sometimes affect things. And obviously being in space and all that kind of jazz, I've got a couple of, of concerns. But, you know, like I said, full full trust. And, and I'd imagine it's going to be, I imagine it's going to be incredible. I, I genuinely think it's going to be incredible cinema going experience. Stu, I'm going to segue this. The best. I'm going to segue this perfectly for you because in Infinity War, Thor's in it as well. Well, uh, seamless. Clearly, you've seamless, done this before. Man. Yeah, well, it, it does seem like a logical place for us to go because the ending of Thor Ragnarok and I suppose the the events of Thor Ragnarok are going to feed directly into what happens in infinity war but the yes. the, Rag, the ragnarok trailer has pretty much been most people's runaway winner from from comic-con this year because it, it's it's perfectly built on the hype of the last trailer that the, the last trailer was obviously built on proving that the hulk was in it it was showcasing the Amazing. colors it was really it was getting that 80s vibe you got the first uh, the first looks of kate blanchett as hella did you feel uh, stranger things lads at all I felt, no, I, I, I felt safe. You know the music and the neon. It gave it, 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 it felt like a bit of an eighties buzz to it. Yeah, yeah there's definitely a neon kind of edge to I, it. Like and the music, I kind of felt a little style. bit like, oh, they, they, just a little bit of a strange, Stranger Things feel. Not like, not like story and all that. Just saying, like the the way the music was. And no, the I think eighties is the thing, yeah. man. I think it has yeah. got a kind of neon retro kind of the music in particular brilliant. like you said from the second trailer brilliant. it's that kind of oh, it's, it's all, it's all thin, kicks in. It? Yeah. yeah and when that kicks in it suddenly feels 80s because it always will that sound is is, is epitomizes the 80s um i think the trailers i mean the first trailer was incredible i think this is just even this better is even better just i mean uh, there's some things to get carried away about because the hulk stuff is obviously what's getting everyone excited i'm more excited genuinely to have loki back in the film um I just think <laughs> the couple of lines he's got in this when it's like surprise and stuff. I just absolutely thought he is going to be genius as he always is. And it's great. I can sum up the trailer that. as to why it's brilliant in two words. Mm. Talking Hulk. Hulk. I knew you were going to say that. Hulk has taken a very more handsome appearance. Have you noticed that? Yeah. yeah the stills going they, around. It looks a little bit more like him, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I think they've just, I think the advancements in CG, I guess, it keeps getting better and better, you know, so you're going to get... But guys, him talking was just, it blew me away. It just, so funny. And you know what? It was genius. You know what it is? It just tells you that Bruce is trying to take over. You know, like, from from my point, a Hulk fan, it just just tells you that, you know, Bruce is now, he's really trying to merge them if he can. You know, a little bit more. Well, he, he had well no, it means, it means that Hulk's taken over, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? Because Hulk is the one that... Uh, it can be either way, I think. It's, yeah. He wants I, to be yeah, Bruce get into Hulk. He has had spells when he's been in the comics where he's had the Hulk's appearance, but he's had Banner's consciousness. I was reading one the other day. I think <sighs> it was... Brilliant. 
did this really funny story where DC and Marvel crossed over and it was called the Amalgam Age of Comics and you had like Batman and Wolverine became Dark Claw, Iron Man and Green Lantern became the Iron Lantern and stuff like that. And in that, I think that's from 94, 95, Hulk has got full control of his consciousness. So he's walking around fully hulked up, but he's having conversations with Betty and Betty's his wife at the time. So that he, he has had multiple just, spells throughout history. It's going where, to be really interesting, man, because I, I, I just I, the, the lines in that, though, when he's saying Hulk like raging fire, Thor like smoldering fire, yeah. just absolutely got me because he's just they're they're doing what they did in, in Avengers. You know, it's all one upmanship. It's always been there, those two kind of sparring, you know, when they obviously have the fight. And then, you know, when you see that scene where it's. Um, explaining what's happened you know i've had a hell of a couple of days or whatever where he's lost his hammer and then we had a fight and it's like and did you win yeah no i won quite comfortably that doesn't sound like something that would happen stuff it's just genius man i think i think having ruffalo in there because they can't do a hulk solo film because universal are being twats about keeping hold of the rights i think this is the best we're gonna get seeing mark ruffalo say that they did say a while ago i think it was it was never specifically stated but kevin feige kind of alluded to the fact that there would never be one but they would break up the hulk screen time over maybe three other films and and he would get you know he would be a prominent figure in three other people's films so we might do this and then maybe a guardians film and then maybe i don't know the next spider-man film because they've already said in the next Spider-Man film he'll have a different mentor, it won't be Tony. And the logical one seems to be Bruce Banner, because if you there was a scene in Homecoming when he was in one of the classrooms, there was a picture of Bruce Banner on the wall. Yeah. And obviously him being a science nerd, working with Bruce Banner would be, you know, out of this world because he's you know, he's regarded across the world. So it, it could I be that. But it. it was very sad seeing Mark Ruffalo say it is absolutely never going to happen. Yeah, and, I know. I do, prefer, I do prefer him though with others. Oh, I don't. I, I yeah. think the Hulk, the, the Hulk, this Hulk, the Ruffalo Hulk, deserves a solo film. Yeah, I think after after years of kind of average to bad Hulk films, it would be great to have a solo one. The, and the, with the refined CG, the CG in the other two has been horrendous. And yeah, now they look exactly. got it, yeah. and he looks organic. He doesn't look like he's made of water. He he, he looks, you know, flesh and muscle and. I just, they've got yeah. it all nailed down, but they've got the whole they, nailed down. But there's more, more the to this up. film, you know, man. There's so much more to this film. I think that's the thing people are excited about because it looks. I mean, it's got that kind of comedic edge that we love in Marvel films, obviously. Um, and the director is is almost a James Gunn light, you know. He's not done mainstream budget films. This is his, his biggest film by like an absolute mile. But you can feel his style, his kind of comedic stance on things taking charge. And we always said that Hemsworth was was a really good comic timing kind of actor, and he's done that with Thor a lot. But just having that edge to this film and that cast, man. I mean, you know, Kate Blanchett's Kate, huge. She looked brilliant as Hella. And her accent's bizarre, but it seems amazing. She's kind of got a Bane thing going on, which is a bit weird, but it's going to work, I think. She looks um, good, man. She looks good. Yeah, she, she looks, looks good. Terrifying. And yeah, the, the bit who's the one alongside her? Who's the big Kiwi guy that's in Star Trek alongside Kurt her? That was Urban. Uh, yeah. His name is... 
I do know. He's going to be cool, man, because he's oh. always good, Carl Urban. Is he called Ravenger or something? Yeah, like Yeah, and then you've got Jeff Goldblum. He's good. He's just, Jeff Goldblum's going to be incredible in this film. He's Tessa, incredible Tessa in everything. Tessa Thompson's but... in it. You know, just Tessa he Tessa looks great, man, as Valkyrie. Her character, yeah. now this one I do know, her name's Valkyrie. Yeah, yeah I just... She's like she's like a warrior princess or something. But Carl Urban's playing a guy called Scourge the Executioner, and she looks he, she looks badass, man. Cal- she looks, looks brilliant. The, the scene where you see them all on um, on Pegasus yeah. flying in to attack Hella, and she's like throwing swords and stuff at them. I, I don't know what what's going on the, with Mjolnir, but I was reading before a really good theory. You know, there's there's still two Infinity Stones unaccounted for. The suggestion has been now that one of them is inside Mjolnir, and when she cracks Mjolnir, she absorbs the power, and that's how she's able to wipe out Asgard. And then potentially when they kill her or whatever, the power is drawn out. But did you notice that bit at the end where they're fighting on the um, the bridge? And she goes, what are you supposed to be the god of again? And he comes down and he's got oh, lightning yeah. out of his eyes. How the shit has he got lightning powers when he hasn't got Mjolnir? That's that's a big question that I've seen a lot of people asking. How in the hell has Thor got power? Because I mean, he's obviously strong and all the rest of it, but he doesn't actually have control over lightning without the hammer. So something happens to him, and it seems like he gets a, a turbo boost up his ass, and he becomes an actual god of lightning. So it, it's it's going to be interesting to yeah. see how it. And, and Loki, it, Loki's back as well. It's been a good year because Wonder Woman really set high standards for, Thun- for Spider-Man and now both of those have set really high standards for Ragnarok. And when you're talking Thor and Hulk and Loki with a new villain played by Kate Blanchett, some kind of probably... He's, I mean, he's going to be a, a comedy relief character yeah. with Jeff Goldblum. I don't know exactly where he sits in the scheme of things, but Jeff Goldblum is brilliantly funny. And they're obviously going to play on that. Strange is in it as well for a little bit, apparently. He's got a small role, Doctor Strange. Yeah, Strange is in it with um, with Loki at, at some point where they're supposedly trying to find Odin because Odin has had his mind wiped. Yeah, I heard that. So that's great. That's just a brilliant cast. Oh, that I just can't wait anywhere. to see more of Strange as well, man. You I know, when we talk about Infinity Wars, I just I can't, I keep forgetting about all these amazing characters because we've had a Guardians fix quite recently and Strange was obviously only last year, but I just think... I just the more and more I watch that film, and then you know you've got more of Paul Rudd and these kind of great characters. Um, I think you you just mentioned that. Did you see the latest casting announcement for Ant Man and the Wasp? I did. Yes, Michelle Pfeiffer has been confirmed as playing Janet Van Dyne, aka the Wasp. So you've got Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer (laughs) (laughs) starring alongside Paul Rudd. That's a hell of a foursome as your main cast. It is. Do you, it's do you know what I heard, um, which gives me the most hope, and it always does with Ant-Man films, but, um, you know, just because of the original one, is that they're giving a massive role to Luis. And just oh, much, oh, more, much more material to Michael Peña because he was so good. He was the best thing about, I mean, as, as good as Paul Rudd was, Michael Peña's kind of narration and, and oh, his, those his kind of great stories. scene was fucking brilliant. It's just genius, man. It was just genius. And it gave that film an edge that I just, you know, it really needed. And yeah, I genuinely think he was, he's going to be great. You know, it's going to be really, really good. It is. I mean, we- <laughs> When when did Marvel ever set a trailer out like this that got you excited that then disappointed you? 
I don't really. I can't think of any. Certainly not. I just don't trust. Me. I don't, you know, the only thing that it, we're going to talk about telly, but the only thing that that I'm a bit concerned about is Inhumans because it looks just batshit crazy and not very good. I'm looking forward um, to it. It is yeah. batshit crazy. They they are a very very strange thing. Yeah, because the main lead can't even talk, right? Is that the thing? Well, yeah, Black Black Bolt's main power is that his voice is oh, a devastating yeah, it's super awful. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. he he can't speak. If he speaks, he could destroy a planet. You see one bit in the trailer where he's fighting, and one of the police officers punches him and wins him, and he just kind of goes like, Ugh, and he blows, you know, a whole street gets blown up. But the bit that a lot of the, I mean, I'm not a massive fan of, of the Inhumans anyway, but he normally has like, he wears a, a sort of a mask or a cowl and he's got this yeah. like a, a tuning fork on his head and he's able to focus some of his powers through that. And right. a load okay. of people picked up when the, so he sort of uses that to control his powers otherwise because he can't really control his voice. So a lot of people, when the, the outfits were leaked and it, it was like Entertainment Weekly or something or Empire Magazine, and um, people going, well, where's where's his mask? You know, why hasn't he got the yeah, thing on yeah. his head? I, it might be one of those things like season one of Daredevil, where he gets at the end after he's had all these problems, where he's accidentally damaged, I don't know, New York or LA or London or wherever with his voice, and he thinks, you know what, I need to come up with some way of controlling it, which would be good. The main thing I'm looking forward to is Lockjaw. He's a giant, yeah. six foot tall space bulldog that teleports. It's just—it's crazy, man. I mean, for a TV budget, right? They're releasing, so they filmed in IMAX cameras, and they're releasing the first two episodes on IMAX in IMAX yeah. at the cinemas. That's that why it's only so many. It's such a short season because I've budget, never seen. Yeah, the budget must be huge for some. Those, like those first because, two episodes—it's—they are supposed to be like the most expensive episodes of TV ever. Or I can't remember what someone was saying the other day about how heavy IMAX cameras are. There's something like thirty kilograms in weight. Oh, they're ridiculous insane. because the, the, there's so many different lenses on it and the yeah the, the components inside it because the, the the sensors to capture the image in that much detail are so, so to, yeah to film it, action in that style with with IMAX cameras. It's just going to be. It's crazy. I mean, I, I was listening to Kevin Feige having an interview on, on Empire, and he, he's heavily involved in it. And yeah. I think he's, he's heavily involved in everything, but I think he's, he's more so in this. And that kind of gives you hope, because I think you always know he's going to stir things in the right kind of direction. Um, yeah, he, he's one of them, isn't he? He's got the trust of the, of the very higher-ups from Disney and Marvel, that if something was he going wrong... He's the trust, he, man. He's he, man. He's yeah. got the power to put his foot down and go, look... This is not working. That thing that you just filmed, we've played it back. It doesn't work. You need to go back and do it. He's not going to be a yes man. He's not just going to sit there and go, yeah, yeah, okay, that, that'll do. Because if he puts his name on it, it yeah. carries a serious bit of clout, and especially with them. So and, it, and it, the thing is with Marvel, man, you look at all this stuff, and we've talked a lot about Marvel, and there's so many big releases. I mean, it's the, I mean, it's always a big couple of years for Marvel, but I think in particular these next couple of years are kind of well you know, defining. One. It's it's what they've built to all these years, but that, that's what still pushing boundaries, man. And I'm not just talking, you know, budget boundaries and actors and all this. They're still taking risks for me because. I thought the original Ant-Man film was different. I think the new one's going to be kind of out there again. And we just had that kind of, you know, we're going to talk Spider-Man soon, but, you know, wonderful Spider-Man film, which was told really, really well. 
And Guardians as well, man. It, it's it's not they're not the same. I'm getting a bit tired of people that's, going, oh well all Marvel films are the same. They're not, man. They're that's why I'm excited really about crazy boundaries. That's why I'm know? excited but by Inhumans. All by Marvel the way. films are the same in the same way that every book is the same. Li- the only thing they have in common is they are films. That's it. That's just a really stupid. Whoever said that should be sent to jail. Every, every load of people say it, man, because they don't. They don't like don't look blockbusters taking over. You know, over mainstream cinema. I'm like, but this year alone, you look at it and you've got a huge Spider-Man release. You've got Wonder Woman done exceptionally well, and Guardians, and obviously early summer. And then you've got stuff like Dunkirk, which is going to break records. You've got Baby Driver that's hit all these notes. You've got you know Planet of the Apes and stuff. It's it's kind of indie films you know and then big budget films and they've all got their space at the cinema and they're all doing exceptionally well and i just think people have to accept that these films are always going to exist and they're not there to just i don't know produce the same stuff every time like they you know the director for thor is just nothing like a director you would normally do i mean james gunn is nothing like a director you would normally you know the safe pair of hands which i think DC went down until Wonder Woman that kind of broke a trend a little bit. Um, and I think that's what, you know, excites me really, because, you know, we know what the Russo brothers are capable of, but you've got all these other directors just doing their thing and pushing their boundaries. And I just, I think it's going to be great. Going back to year um, or two. In, in humans, Ramsey Bolton's in it, right? Yeah, he, <laughs> he plays uh, Maximus the Mad. So we, the leader of the... Inhum- oh, what a shock. The leader of the... <laughs> yeah. Nothing like a bit of typecasting. No, nothing <laughs> like it. Black Bolt is the king and his brother Maximus wants to take over. So it, it's going to be kind of like a, no pun intended, but a civil war. He wants to take over. Mm. But he he's, he plays on the fact that Black Bolt is quite a moral leader. And, you know, like he says in the trailer, he's like, what, are you going to kill your own brother? He knows he won't do it. He wants to stop him. But if he wanted to, if he literally said go away he would shatter them into dust and it would be over like that but he doesn't want to do that because he doesn't want to be that kind of a leader if there isn't a scene where he's having a fry up and, and holding up a sausage, sausage i will be yeah. disappointed i'm excited but you know i am because i i, I think something that you said um rory you know that it's something different they're doing two it episodes episodes yeah. on, on cinema because i'd go and watch them and then it's on tv it's like oh give me more and it's there and it's just something weird. You never had yeah. that before, ever. Got to go and watch them in the cinema. Yeah, I am. I'm. I'm yeah. really looking forward to it. I think yeah, it will play I'd, out. I'd be up for that. I'd Me be too. Up for that. I, I'm always going to watch Marvel stuff. There's, you know, it's not going to change. It's just. It's just interesting because it's completely different. And I kind of like the the way Marvel are doing things, where they'll do stuff for, for mainstream television and then they'll do the netflix stuff as well. And they've both got their kind of unique style of things because Netflix is. Netflix is, I mean, me and Gags are the chat on the box about kind of streaming and, and ways of watching stuff, which is really good. And Netflix is doing much higher budget films now, which is, is, is really strange. So it's, it's moving away as much as these big series, it's moving away and they're getting things screened at film festivals and then that's not gone down very well. But I don't know, man, it's, it's, it's an interesting time for things because you've got both sides fighting for for success really but it seems to be working man because i think people have upped their game i mean i think cinema's upped its game in the last few years i think tv's really upped its game i think netflix has just driven everyone to tv is producing better television like tv's becoming like a little cinema isn't it people know you know how how do you capture 
it's easy enough well it's hard enough sorry to capture people's imagination and, and attention for a two-hour film how do you do it for nine 10 15 20 hours of a tv show yeah, yeah, yeah. you've got to take that approach and that's what netflix do every episode of daredevil to me when you watch it on a big tv it feels like a film you, it, it's game so of, in game of thrones 60 yeah. hours of you've game of thrones say- I'm re-watching Game of Thrones from the start, I have been, and there's nothing like it. Every episode is a one-hour movie. The way it's shot. Some of the movies, you know, some of the episodes, man, are just, you know, Battle of the Bastards and stuff. You don't get scenes like that in film. You know what I mean? You don't go to many screenings to go, oh, that film's an amazing action sequence that's of the level of, of a TV series. It's absolute madness i mean and you think how many game big of thrones has made everyone up, have. Their, up their game you know game oh, of yeah. thrones has really kicked on the tv marketplace and hbo have really pushed boundaries and you know but then netflix is doing it in their way and i think you know marvel has been key along with stranger things along with you know making a murderer and their other independents but you know the marvel stuff has really kind of kicked on the way netflix produces stuff because you know, for all the flaws in, in and, and there are flaws in Luke Cage and there are flaws in uh, in Iron Fist, which we talked about, Daredevil is almost my favourite thing on telly uh, that has been for the last few years. Great segue uh, it's again. Up there with Game of Thrones. <laughs> Great yeah, segue, Rory. <laughs> I'm trying, yeah. <laughs> but it is, it's, it's one of the best things. And I just think they've been building up to the Defenders and, you know, much like the Avengers that we had, all that kind of build-up films and stuff. This could be... And this could be their kind of swan song. I mean, I think it looks great from what I've seen. Yeah, well, seeing as we we were going to touch on something else, but we may as well do Defenders while we're here. So there was already a trailer that came out a week or two ago anyway, a really good... It was uh, starts off being narrated by Sigourney Weaver, who looks like she's the big bad of this season. She looks like some kind of really higher up in the hand and as we know the hand has multiple different divisions it does have four or five different fingers but it looks like she sits right at the top of it and she controls all the different divisions and it's the first real coming together the first time that they they run into each other but then they've expanded on that with the new stan lee trailer that they did at comic-con where stan lee's driving around the different boroughs of the city and as he's driving around, you start off in Hell's Kitchen and he gets a little bit of Daredevil. Then he goes elsewhere and he goes to Brooklyn and he gets a bit of Luke Cage. Then he gets a bit of Iron Fist and a bit of Jessica Jones. And then you start seeing them come together and you now actually see the bit where Iron Fist punches Luke Cage with the Iron Fist. And it's one of the few times that I think you'll see that Luke Cage is actually phased by someone hitting him. And some of the back and forth, the, the major thing I was surprised by is they've really set Jessica Jones up now as the comic relief. Yeah. She, she's the one that's giving everyone the business. Everyone else is kind of getting on. And what she, she calls Matt weird. He, when they go into the Chinese restaurant and, and he goes, no, no, that's pork. They're shrimping. She goes, you are so weird. And she's so against uh, Danny Rand's idea of them having a proper team up. And she's like, no, just no. And I did wonder how she was going to fit into this. But it, she might even end up being the glue that binds them all together. I'm worried about basically. it. I'm worried about Why? it. I'm, I, I, no I'm a little bit worried about it. I don't know. I've just from what I watched, um, it didn't feel. It didn't. It didn't. I didn't get the. I didn't get that feel from it. I hope when they do the, you know, when I watch the full thing, and I'll be bloody binging it like you guys in the first first minute that it's out. 
I just did it. I don't know. The trailer, this is the thing. This trailer didn't do it for me out of all of them. This was the one for me that I just felt a little bit flat. The excitement I got for th- from Thor, for example, I didn't get any of it from this one. And I expected to get loads from this because I loved three of these out of the four. Iron Fist I binged, but, and I thought it was okay. And then as I kept looking at it and thinking about it, I didn't think it was that good at all. But yeah, I'm, I don't know. I just don't get the feel. I don't feel. Oh, mate, I just, I, I get it. I don't think the trailer I, is perfect. No, I, I, I do get you know, it. Like, I, didn't, I wanted to see a bit, you know, like I, what would have excited me more? Like, I like, you know, the bits that you just explained there, Stu, they were great. That was really good. But I would have liked to see them, I don't know, I don't a little think, bit more I don't think they've given much away, man. I, no, they I, haven't. I think, just a know. little bit, and I would have been, oh, that's exciting. That's yeah, really exciting. I, I, I don't think they've really, you know, as much as, you know, they need to, you know, push stuff and publicise it, Netflix don't really market the way a film would market. So no, they, don't they don't hit it as hard because they'll they'll flash it up and and Netflix, like we talked about, you know, before Netflix, they're all word of mouth and all buzz and everyone talks about it at work. Have you seen this? It's on Netflix, all that kind of jazz, you know, they don't need it that way. And because you've got all these characters already well established, you know, I think Luke Cage's um, already kind of relationship with Jessica Jones is going to be really interesting. I think you've only got to hope that, yeah, Danny Rand becomes a little bit more likable when he's surrounded by better actors, maybe. It's not just Danny Rand, that character. The problem, what I'm worried about more, is something that either Stu said on a pod or something that Stu's written on Twitter, because that's where I read him or hear him, is that they really rushed Iron Fist to get this done as well. And I, I'm just, I'm yeah. just worried that they haven't rushed the last two after spending some really good time on the first three. That these two uh, aren't rushed. I think That's what I'm it's better about. showrunner, man. I think it's better showrunner. So. That's what I'm they worried about. Replaced, they, they've replaced Iron they've Fist replaced showrunner. Yeah, both of them. I think that there was two people. Or there was one or two have gone, and, and it, it was, doesn't surprise me because we do like Iron Fist. There is positives to take away from it, but I think overall it missed the main point. Do you know what I mean? It didn't quite hit the mark. Um, and I think Jessica Jones had that comedic element and you had that great, you know, David Tennant villain in there, which really lifted the whole thing. And then Daredevil's just been incredible and the Punisher just took it on a, another level. And I think Luke Cage was a, a pretty solid thing. I mean, we, we've, we've spoken pretty positively about it. I, just I think, really enjoyed it. I, I, really, yeah, I think really they killed it. off the wrong person because Mashiro Ali has gone on to be huge and I think he's the one that maybe could have been the better villain in the end of it. But other than that, I think they've done incredible work and I just think looking at Daredevil, getting all these people together, their combined abilities, their combined kind of wit and I just think, yeah, I just wanted more, man. I'd want more Daredevil. Give me Daredevil every six months, I'd be the happiest man alive, to be honest, because it's the best thing they've produced. But I just think this will work and you've got all the main characters in there. And Sigourney Weaver's it. I mean, that's a big that's draw a for massive, me. Yeah. Massive draw for me, uh, growing up, you know, watching all of the stuff she's been in. So yeah. I agree that the casting and everything's obviously, there's no doubt, Marvel will be It'll right. be good, man. I'm It'll just, be good. That's all I was well worried about. So I just thought I'd, I'd air it that, you know, I hope... Yeah, the, I, I'm it. with you. I I think Iron Fist has really taken the shine off for a lot of people. I think, you know, progressively after Daredevil, people are a little bit lost, a little bit of impact and interest. But Luke Cage was big, man. A lot of people like that show. And I think Iron Fist is the only one that's kind of turned people off a little bit. Um, But I think they'll bring people back around. I think it's going to be awesome. And I'm sure Stu will watch it somehow within six hours or seven hours, even though it's 13 hours worth of No, it's eight. Eight hours only. Eight hours. 
The plan, the plan for the defenders is I want to get it. Delorean. Yeah. I want to get it watched in one one sitting. One sitting. Got to. I want to. I want to get up. You are a machine, man. Dude. I am you, a machine. You too are. I'm going to do it as well. I'm going to watch it the same day, yeah. all day. Bang. Eight. Eight uh, is because you don't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, this is my yes. job, Rory. <laughs> I wish it was mine, mate. <laughs> Me too. So going uh, going from a, a safe pair of hands in Netflix, if we just jump back to movies, to a slightly nice, mm, I like not, it. Not very not very safe pair of hands. A sort of controversial in inverted commas pair of hands. If we go to the Justice League trailer, uh, okay, you two, you two are positive about it. I'm the skeptical one. Loved it. Rory, Mr. Pissy Pants over there, thinks it's horrible and it's going to be a big, horrible, disgraceful mess, which it may well be. Might but be. that trailer got me so fucking excited. Even, even, right, can I say this before we no. go on? Even Ezra Miller as the Flash. Even. No, he's the only shit bit because I really fucking hate him. He's the one they're using for comedic value. But so he's, he's not- the only one that they're going to give any kind of no. screen time for to no. add a comedic Aquaman's funny it. as well. Aquaman. Man's the comic relief because I he's think a big so. bullshit. Early you dude. wait, you wait. We'll see. They, but listen, let the positive guys relief, go man. first. Let the positive guys go first. To do comic relief, man. Not zip Schneider it, zip it, Rory. <laughs> yeah, you're you're about to get booted. You know. <laughs> Boot me. Go on, do it. I dare you. I don't care. <laughs> I dare you. Stop it. <laughs> really, let, really want to. Let's get go let's on. get Rory's doing a sec. But uh, honestly, I just thought it was so refreshing to see that they're doing finally. You know what? Everyone's been waiting for it. We've been hearing about it for years. Since Smallville, we've been hearing about Justice League this, when they're going to do the movie, when they're going to do the movie. And you know what? You just sit there going, fucking get on with it. You've missed, and they've missed a massive, massive chance and let Marvel steal it by doing Avengers first. Right? And they've just, look at where they've gone. Look at where they've gone. DC should be way ahead with the stars they have, the stories they have. The characters they have, everything, they should be way ahead. And this is their chance. And I, I watched it and I just thought, I agree with Stu for the first time, right? It's, I'm agreeing with Stu over Rory. I actually thought Ezra Miller was shite as well. I, did, I just got nothing from him in the trailer. He's, he's awful. He Everyone really else, He looks stupid. The only, good, the only redeeming feature about The Flash is the, the graphics that they're using to show the Speed Force look incredible. The way they're doing it, compare it to the way it is on the TV where it's really cheesy. It looks brilliant when he's running. And that scene where he's, sort of, he's like poking his finger through the window or something, it looks very, very cool. The whole thing, to me, looks brilliant. They had some brilliant nods. I mean, most of it is being narrated by Steppenwolf. So you see the bit where Steppenwolf appears in Themyscira and he finds that they've got a mother box, which is... Long story short, a very, very powerful piece of technology from Apocalypse, which is where Darkseid lives. There's one of them in Atlantis as well. So you see the bit where um, Steppenwolf is fighting Aquaman underwater. And one of the mother boxes that was on Earth, that is what was used to make Cyborg's body. And that's potentially what has sent out like a homing beacon and has called them to Earth because they know that it's there. They had a really good bit when he's talking about it and he says... Um, there's no protectors, there's no lanterns, no Kryptonian. 
So obviously Superman is dead. That's how the trailer starts off. But the fact that they've name checked no lanterns, that's got a lot of people's nipples tingling that there might be a Green Lantern cameo. And it's been rumored for about a year that at some point in this film, there will be a Green Lantern. If there is, I will actually evacuate every orifice in my body at the same time. <laughs> so me mate Tom that I will undoubtedly be watching it with will have Did you not did you not learn from the last last Green Lantern excuse no, for a terrible no, film? I, did you not I, learn from Rory, that? I learn nothing from these things. I said it you to really Joey don't, before. Man. You I've gone no. I've dialed it up to a hundred. I'm 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 all in, I'm balls out for this one. I'm, I'm, um, but you said that for Batman vs Superman, man. You, you which know. wasn't as bad as you tell people it was. It wasn't that bad. Now, I was quite. I'm not gags, man. Gags is the major pessimist in that equation. I that's, was kind of giving it. That's got better a since Wonder Woman's run. movie. You know that. Ah, oh, bullshit. Um, that's got better. It's not a better Wonder movie. It's still a badly no, directed in, it's film. It's better to watch the ending, the last twenty minutes of it, or, or whatever, fifteen to thirty minutes of it. So much better now. After watching, like it made me go back and want to watch it. Does this film right? And I'm not look. I, the trailer didn't do a lot for me. I, I, I what was wrong with don't... it? What was wrong with it? Most too much CG. <laughs> it's not just the CG. I, I think the trailer. Jason Momoa, Jason Momoa is going to. He's going to kill in this. He was ace. Jason Momoa is the shining light for he's me. Surfed I, on I, Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller looks like as bad casting as. Jesse Eisenberg is Lex Luthor. I'm, I'm completely with you. And the, the suit is stupid. And that bloody line where he I've never Iron been Man. in a war before. I just push people and run away. They've just oh, made the oh. Flash sound like an absolute pussy. And he's yeah. one of the strongest characters they've got. Because he, he hasn't got no super strength. But when he punches you at speed, he punches you with like the proportional speed of a fucking bullet. So it knocks your teeth out, even though he might only give you... Look at um, Quicksilver in... Uh, was it Days of Future Past, that scene when he's running around the walls of the kitchen, he goes up to a guy and he just taps him on the cheek. When time sort of catches up, that guy goes flying and smashes into a tiled wall. That's how he should be, his power should be working. I I just think they've they've just gone the wrong way with it. I think the only one that looks interested, other than the the stuff with Gal Gadot looks looks good, Her, her Wonder Woman is obviously proven, and I think she'll be great. I think... And, and Jason Momoa as well, I agree with. The problem for me is everything I read about Ben Affleck makes me think he's not remotely connected with Batman in the slightest. And I know we enjoyed him, you know, in the first one, but there's rumours that keep going on and on and on that he's going to drop out of the Batman franchise. So, that you know, I have some concerns because everyone just doesn't look like they want to be there, man. It just doesn't feel... I don't know. It doesn't feel quite succinct and I, it's a trailer so you know but it is a four minute trailer it's quite a lot I, go, I don't buy on. all of this and stuff just, about, about Ben Affleck so yeah, much yeah but you don't buy much me. shit man to be honest you don't buy anything that the press say because Rory's you ITK don't bullshit. you know for DC he's <laughs> fucking I'm in the not. know <laughs> I'm not but Rory I just can't read. even tie his own shoes <laughs> oh shit you're so terrible <laughs> It's okay. true. See, you just bring things back to complete bullshit. That's the problem, man. You can't have a debate with you without you turning into a 14-year-old child. <laughs> I resemble like... that m- remark. What yeah, but so... come on, dude. Look, I'm having, I've got legitimate points to make because I, I genuinely think... I want it to work, man, but don't. you can't excuse the, the issues in Batman versus Superman, which 
was created because of Zack Snyder. There are Zach's- you hold grudges, you hold massive grudges, and you you've already prejudged the film before it's even remotely ready to come out. So you go into it expecting it to be <laughs> shit. And you go like into it expecting it to be the best thing ever made, and it's just. It could be DC and a polished turd on screen, and you'd still come out giving it five stars, man. No, I wouldn't. Are too generous. I wouldn't. I I go into these things and I look at them and I I try and judge them on their merits. So most people see a DC film and they go, "Oh, DC films are shit." So before you've gone in, you've already convinced yourself this film's going to be shit. People did it with Wonder Woman. The number of people that were coming out going, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. And if you went in there with an open mind and started at zero and said, "Right, it is what it is." You'll probably enjoy it more. That's why people. It's, it's history, says so, man. I think it, it's history, though, history. because everyone goes in. No, but look, we've talked about this, and you've been in agreement with me that they. I tried to avoid agreeing with you. <laughs> I noticed. Um, I thought, I thought Wonder Woman was going to be good when I walked in, and I was. Yeah, so did I. Yeah. I did, but a lot, of, a lot of people. But I thought Suicide was going to be great when I went in, you know, and I saw Batman versus Superman was going to be. Yeah, it was tricky with Batman vs Superman because it it's just too marketed, man. It's too much in our faces, and I think we all agreed with that at the time. And you know, I think Justice League is going to get the same treatment, and that's what is going to happen. I still think it could be a great film because there are elements of it that I really like. I just just judging off the trailer, there's elements of it that already get to me, and also it just feels like a bit of a retelling of Batman vs Superman. Do you know what I mean? It's quite similar in terms of who they're fighting and in terms of the style, it just doesn't feel like well, it's going to be... Superman is basically the introduction to this because it does introduce yeah. characters, so it's following the same sort of... But are you just going to have five or six that, people fighting a big god again? Like, is it not going to be quite samey? That's that's my concern. I don't think so. The problem is I, I think it's already being judged because of the sins of other films rather than saying, right, well... They clearly learned from Batman versus Superman on Wonder Woman. Let's see if they can do it again on this. Yeah, it's because it's the same director, though, man. I mean, I know I my hope is that. Either. Well, I, I just don't think that. I think they've given Zack Snyder too much license in these films. I think that's the difference. I, I think they, they're not steering him in the right direction because he's just getting full control. I think because he's been taken off the project for, for you know, health or, or family reasons. Oh, it's family. Josh, Josh, Josh Whedon's come on board. That, that might change things because he's gone back to reshoot stuff. And I think he might give it a bit of a lightness of tone. I just don't want it to be a a weaker Avengers. Do you know what I mean? I don't want it to just, I think it's treading in ground that we we've seen before and why I loved all the, the kind of Nolan stuff and all the stuff going back then with a the Batman trilogy is because it felt original. I mean, we've seen Batman a thousand times before, but not, not in that way. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's what I want. I, I want something newer, like we've had with Spider-Man and like we've had, you know, with countless other films and, and, and Wonder Woman too, man, it was fresh. Do you know what I mean? It, it's, it's it's what we want. I don't think we, everyone wants the same experience over and over again, and that's just you know that's my concerns over it. Well, we are never going to agree on it. I, me and Gags can't wait. I need more Aquaman. Yeah, he um, looks great, doesn't it, he? It, it's set up well with the ending as well, where you see Alfred talking to a mysterious figure, which Ooh. you assume is meant to be Superman. Yeah, because we know that Superman's alive. It's either Superman or a T Rex making that water jump in that glass. So exactly, is Superman? Well, it could be because Batman's got a remote-controlled T Rex in the Batcave, so it could be that. His <laughs> name's Spido. You know, you know, Spider Man. Is he going to be wearing the black suit this time? 
no, he's wearing the Iron Spider suit from the end yes, of um, Homecoming. What? It's pretty much yeah. Do you know, you, you know the suit that Tony offers him in the end of Homecoming. Have we moved back to Spider Man? I'm confused. Yeah, no. I'm confused. Blame gags. I said Hashtag Superman. Is he going to be wearing the black suit? Superman. Superman. You said Spider Man. No, no, no. I said Superman. So no, Superman. you said Spider-Man. Did I? I've got into I've got into Stu's head here. I've got into his head. I've oh, riled okay. him. I've okay. Riled him. Did you hear you Superman or Spider-Man, Rory? I don't know anymore, mate. Oh, right, <laughs> right. Um, he might be. There was rumours that he's going to be wearing the black suit because when oh, if you follow cool. if you follow the line from Love the it. Return of Superman, he comes back wearing this like black Kryptonian suit that's meant to amplify. Um, solar radiation so it helps his cells regenerate because superman doesn't actually die he just goes to this really sort of like a state of hibernation to allow his body to regenerate and this suit um speeds that up so he, when he goes out to fight he has to wear that because he's not at 100 percent. but that was obviously to fight doomsday this is to go and fight like a god but oh, well. he I, I hope they do because it would be nice to see the difference I, you'll know if it is because when he comes back Superman had really long hair, practically in a mullet. And a beard. So Henry Cavill, yeah. yeah, and he had he had really good stubble, and he actually looked really fucking cool because he didn't look like the clean cut all American boy. He looked like you know a, a bit more rough around the edges, like he was a bit more ready to throw down. You know, he looked a bit bit less of a ponce because Superman always looks like a ponce. So we'll see. Go I, on, I just I, insult gags as well, and then we can just post it. Gags or a ponce as well. <laughs> That's all I've got. I'm not thinking very... I think I'm I, losing I think the ability I think to... That, I think there are pictures of him wearing black with the silver S on his on his, um, you know, on his chest. Been, so. But some of the ones I've seen have been mock-ups where people have taken yeah. on set of him wearing the blue and they've just tweaked them in Photoshop and gone, oh, look at this picture that my mate got with a fucking telly lens in Vancouver or something. And they're like, no. And then someone's put the original side by side. That that's probably going to be a, a closely guarded secret. I hope you don't see Superman in any of the trailers because they need to not do what they did with Batman versus Superman and give away everything in the trailers and go. You've got Lex Luthor, you've got Dark Side, you've got uh, sorry, you've got Doomsday, you've got Wonder Woman. There you go. There's all the all the spoilers. Keep something back. Let Superman's reveal be a secret. And I like yeah, the way that, that I, don't, I hope. I hope I don't think they needed to put that in the trailer. Do you? I mean, honestly, if it, if it is super, I like it where tra- trailers do their main bit and then they say, you know, they put up the title and then they just have 10 seconds after it where they do something a little bit like Stranger Things did it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They, they do the 11 revealer after the, the titles. Um, I like it when they do that. I, th- I don't think they've given away too much. But it's teetering on the brink of if somebody goes, right, well, now what we're going to do is we're going to, you know, dial it up to 10 and do this. That's what they need to not do. They've just got to hold back because I want to be surprised when Superman comes back and go, shit, he's wearing the black suit. I didn't, it's you know, gonna, didn't. I think it's going to be, I, I think everyone knew he's coming back there. We've always said that, haven't we, all along? There was, there was know, the kid right? the other day at the, uh, the panel with the Justice League actors mm. crying. All, in all the promotion is without him. I, Everything was going. Honestly, he's okay. He's fine. He's fine. He's coming back. And obviously, it got caught on camera. But everyone knew he was coming back. So you yeah. could tell at the end of the film when you when um, you hear that that thud on the. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was often. always it's, it's Superman. Christ, I mean, he's he's the biggest ticket item along with Batman. They're never not gonna, you know, yeah. include he, him. He, he they they can't have a, they, they need to sell action Batman. figures, you know. So. And one thing that, that segues away nicely from there, speaking about our friend, Mr. Miller, 
Oh, the details have come out of the Flash oh, film. And it's don't, don't, so, do we have to talk about this? Because it's just going to lower the... Because I need to just rant about it and get it off my okay, chair. Okay, you, you rant. At least like, we're in agreement on this anyway. Very, very quickly, they've confirmed that the, the, the Flash's first ever film <laughs> is going to be Flashpoint. So Flashpoint is the single biggest storyline that the Flash has ever had. It redefines the whole DC universe and it had ramifications which are still being felt now in the Rebirth storylines. The whole point of Flashpoint, Barry goes back in time, saves his mother's life, and in doing so, he completely fucks the entire timeline. Thomas Wayne becomes Batman. Um, Martha Wayne becomes the Joker. Um, Wonder Woman and Aquaman are fighting each other over control of the world. Everything is on its arse. And they're doing this as the first Flash solo film when we have only been introduced to him a bit part in um, Batman versus Superman and Justice League. You've got no personal attachment to him. You've got no idea of the struggles that he's had throughout his life growing up without his mum. His dad was sent to prison for his mum's murder, which he didn't do. You haven't got any kind of history of his rivalry with Eobard Thorne, the reverse Flash, who killed his mother and framed his father. It's just stupid. The only I can't even think of anything to liken it to. It's like if the first scene in Star Wars was the Death Star blowing up. It just there's no context to apply to it, and it will not work. And I'm a massive Flash fan. And this is just suicidal. It really is. Everyone I know that's been asking me about this has been sort of saying, what the fuck are they doing? This is going to absolutely tank. And I think this will be the worst. This is going to be worse than Green Lantern. Because Ezra Miller sucks balls. His version of The Flash looks shit. And this storyline is too advanced to do straight off the bat. Rant over. I think I need to go and cry in the bath now. I'm so emotional. I don't know what they're doing to my beloved. Mate, I tell you what, yeah. it's probably another the, one of those things. we're getting a good TV version. Yeah, exactly. The, the TV, TV version is going to be better than the cinema, right? I mean, yeah, fuck so it. Without a shadow of a doubt. Because they've done Flashpoint very, very quickly because they accepted, we cannot do this justice. It's been done in the comics. They've done an animated movie. If you want to go and watch a Flash movie about Flashpoint, go and watch the Flashpoint Paradox. That will do it better in the animated form than anything they will be able to vomit onto the big screen. It will be horrific. And somehow we have managed to talk for over an hour and we haven't even done TV. So very, very quickly. We've also had trailers for The Walking Dead, Westworld, all of the CW shows. So Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, Legends. We've had Gotham. We've had the new CW show, Black Lightning. And then... A very interesting new Fox one um, called The Gifted, which is it's based in the X-Men universe, but it doesn't feature any characters from the X-Men. But they're kind of linked to it in the trailer. There was one bit where they said it was something like, but the X-Men and the Brotherhood, we don't even know if they exist anymore. So I don't know where it figures in the X-Men timeline, but it's in that universe. So. You know, Professor Xavier and Wolverine and Jean Grey and Magneto and Sabretooth, they're all in that universe, even though you'll never see them. So that's kind of cool. That's going to be – it looks good. I'm, I'm look, I don't know about you two, but I'm looking forward to it based on what I've seen from the trailer. Have you watched it? I haven't seen the trailer. 
Have you watched it, Gag? No, I've heard about it, The Gifted. I think it's going to be a good one. I'm, I'm looking it, forward it, to that it's, one. It's worth watching. I saw I the... There's, is that the second trailer? Because I'm sure there was one before it. Yeah, they, they had a little teaser trailer that was very short. They, I think this is the first one they've done that's really, really showing anything. Yeah, I think on. I've seen the teaser one, which again, I just thought was it was interesting enough anyway, just to get me hooked onto it. But um, I, I'm looking forward to that. I think the only one that I've seen on the TV trailers is the Flash one. The so. Flash one looking interesting because of pictures leaked about a fortnight ago. Of um, so who's Keenan that character? Lonsdale. What's his name? The char- the character with the swords. Um, oh, sa- uh, it's a samurai. So it's like a samurai, a samurai android. Looks I good. Think. That looks interesting. It, it's, it's about hemorrhoids. It, it's a deep cut. <laughs> I hope his power isn't that he touches you with his sword and you get hemorrhoids because that's just going to be awful. All the cast can't sit down for weeks. I tell you what, <laughs> terrible. The, the makeup team aren't going to enjoy that. Applying fake great. <laughs> oh but it, it, uh, so what? What happens in that is we we've seen pictures of Kid Flash now wearing the red suit, which is a brilliant nod to the Crisis on Infinite Earths when Barry Allen dies and Wally West takes over. But this trailer has revealed that he hasn't actually taken over as the Flash. That the Samurai has said, "I'm not interested in you. Bring me the Flash. I only want to fight the Flash." So Kid Flash puts on the suit and basically fakes it. So he's probably only going to have it for an episode or two, something like that. I hope so. There's also a lot of talk at the minute that Wally might not be on the show that long because they are making a live-action Titans TV show, and Wally West is one of the founding members of the Titans. So I would be very, very interested to because how how much longer can they go where they've got we've got like five speedsters now? Yeah, I, I, that's the one thing about it, man. I did think they overloaded that a little bit. You know, every well, villain's had, a speedster. You've got, every... you've got Barry, and now you've got Wally. You've also got Jesse Quick. Then you've got um, Jay Garrick as well. Then they've also introduced the the Flash from Earth nineteen. What did you call him? The Accelerated Man, the one from Gypsy's Earth. Okay, so that I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he could come in at some point. And a lot of people have said, well, if you've got this many speedsters, how does anyone stand a chance? So they've fucked Jesse Quick off to Earth 2 to take yeah. Jay Garrick's place. or Sorry, Earth 3 to take Jay Garrick's place. And I would be interested to see Wally sort of say, you know what, I, I can't carry on as your understudy. I need to go off and do my own thing. And then it goes off with the Titans, with Nightwing and um, Starfire. and uh, Yeah, I think the only problem is, I don't want it to go, you know, it's tricky with these characters. You don't know which angle they're going to go. I mean, the TV stuff is still quite moderate. I mean, you have some big series on CW, but I think if they keep it to a a decent number rather than going overload, because Legion was quite original, you know, and and I think you want to see that kind of stuff. And I think the Flash still stands out to me. I think Arrow, which I know you really liked the last season, I, I liked elements of it. Um, I just think they're drawing some of these out a little bit too long. I think The Flash is still one of the most original on telly. And they, I, I they've got to be careful. And I think they, they've taken heed by the fact that this season's villain isn't a speedster. They said midway through last year, we're villain, not yeah. doing another one because they, they did go overkill with... Um, yeah, they didn't need to do three in a row, man. Three in a row that, was a bit that of a mistake. Was one too many. It, it, yeah. it, the adverse flash great the ad zoom great they should have taken a break and now they're doing the thinker which is going to be a really good one because his power basically is he's incredibly clever so that's going to be a lot more it sounds like they're trying to get barry back 
to use in his brain because bearing in mind he's an inc- he's a genius level character and he doesn't really get to use his brain that much no, so no, they did move away from that a little bit on on the last series it was all because, well because they brought in uh, tom felton didn't they he he yeah. became the brains of the lab which freed barry up to go and do flash stuff you'll disagree with me but as long as i don't do another musical episode i'll be quite happy i love the musical episodes because all most of the people that are in the cast on flash i love have got too. some kind of a background it's- yeah, but he's never going to get cast in a in a major movie if he's going to do musical episodes, man. I mean, that's the problem. There I just was nothing think wrong with that. I thought it was really good. I think it was, it was part of a story. I don't know, man. If you go back to the early, it's part early, of the story, though, wasn't it? Really, at the end of the day. Yeah, I, I just think, I just think early Flash just had an edge to it, and I just thought that took us I, out of that element a bit too much. I think we'll get a bit more of that edge back this year because it's going it's to have to be a little bit gritty. You can already see from that trailer, Iris has really had to toughen up because she, yeah, she's it, the sitter it, it, open. I think the last series, and we've not really talked about it, and I think we could do a, a pod on it. I think the last series had some really good elements, but I think it was a bit too focused on this is going to happen, this is going to happen. And they're all very sombre and downbeat and understandably why, but it kind of, you know, I know it, it brought that musical episode in to try and lighten everything. I just thought it felt quite disconnected. And I just, um, I just want this series to maybe be a bit darker and a bit edgier because I think that's when the flash is at its best. You know, I think that first series is just incredible. Um, I think, have we got time to talk about The Walking Dead briefly? Yeah. It's well, going to be we, a big series. Big, we, big, we, we, uh, we can quickly yeah. fit that in. So Gags, the, you, the, you're not quite up to date on, on The Walking Dead, are you? No, so. no, no. I've fallen out of love with this one at the moment. Let's see what you yeah. got. What are you up to? Are you up to Midway through the, the last season. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you're not far like, off. Okay. No, 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 not no, a million no. miles away. No. I think, I think I can see, and we've talked about this, I think there is a bit of a disconnect with audiences now because... It's been going on a long time. What are we series eight now or is it nine? It's crazy. We're going eight, the next eight coming up, and I mean, that. you know, while Game of Thrones is probably gone strength to strength and only getting bigger, The Walking Dead still was its probably main rival on telly. Do you know what I mean? It was huge for so many years, and it still captures an audience. But I think a lot of people started to lose the love for it that they used to have just because it's quite a the story goes in a quite a loop, doesn't it? Where you've got a villain and they, you know, introduce those there's elements a vi- of There's it a villain then... or an obstacle and they have to overcome it. And that generally means buddying up with new people. And then yeah. the new people come in and they beat this villain or this problem. But then the same thing happens. And every time they've gone from one group to two to three to four to five. Yeah, and it, it doesn't quite... It, and just, a lot, it feels a lot like the same story. Said, you know? It doesn't feel like it's about zombies anymore. It, it, a yeah. lot of people I've I've seen criticism have said, well, it's barely even about you know walkers or chompers. They always said it was that or, human story. And humans are more dangerous, and humans are more this. Geez, but I, I think I everyone like tuned that. in for the zombies, man. Because you, I like you always they're looking at the personal side. Because I I like to, to to think, well, this is probably what would happen if this thing ever happened. If there ever no, was would. apocalypse. Sooner or later, life is going to be, become about more than just if I have to run to the shops to try and find some antibiotics, I'm going to get attacked and you're going to have other things and people's greed will take over. And I like the fact that they've drilled it down and gone really psychological about it. 
But I agree. A lot of people just, like to say they just want a zombie show that's about zombies. Well, I, I think you need a bit of both, man. Yeah. I think it, it for a long time it got the balance right because it had that zombie kind of element to it. And I think then every episode went where it used to be the zombie threat and the human threat. And then all it became about was you know the way an episode's going to play out. So you're going to get one zombie moment where someone might get bitten, they might just get away. Do you know what I mean? And then the rest is, is about the human element of the story. And I think it just became a little bit predictable. And I, and I think it's strange that it became predictable because you've got all these new elements in it. You've got all these big characters from the comics. And it's I can see why people might have concerns. That said, the, the story coming up and the, and the story out coming up is the biggest one in the comics. Um, it's, it's well known to be all-out war, which is which is huge, huge thing. And I just think we're going to have more action, and I think the pace is going to increase. So I don't think we're going to have that predictable, you know, few episodes of, of story and narrative and then a bit of action, you know, mid-season break and then a bit more action and then a few story. You know, you're going to have more action to it. You're going to have the pace increase. You're going to have a lot more of what we kind of want. Do you know what I mean? Because we've had all the story. We know all the characters. We've developed them all extremely well. Now we want to see them going for it do you know what i mean i think we want to see what's going to happen when those two sides fully clash and i think we're going to get that you know i think we're going to get that in spades really yeah no i think that's fair comment i'm i'm infused by it i'm the the last two seasons have been very 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 steady in terms of the pace they, they haven't had the same peaks and troughs there's i think they've kept it at a very very high level and i just hope they can do that because they're going into probably the biggest arc in the walking dead comics and yeah, it, 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 it's a monumental event that they're building up to an all-out war and if they do that i mean they, they could even be on for awards if they get this right it could be that that grand an event and people who've read the comics in much more detail than me and know a lot more of the backstory this is what it's all building up to so if they get this there will be they'll be getting plaudits the, the world over and yeah. this could be the season which draws people back in and gets people going, shit, that was really good. I best go and fill in on, you know, season whatever, four, five, six that I missed yeah. out. We need, we need more than that. I mean, we have, we've had that one Negan shock moment, which everyone knew was coming. I didn't think we expected it to be that shocking, actually. I didn't think the TV would really get all that extreme, and it did. And that turned some people off, which surprised me, because it's always been gory and edgy and all that stuff. But... We need more of that, you know? You need yeah. more of Negan being Negan. Cause he's you need more scenes that. where you can't watch it, where you need to watch through your fingers. You, cause yeah, that's what you it's... had loads of that before. You know, you've always had that kind of fear element that something's going to happen, something unpredictable. And I think that's what the show always worked well with, was that unpredictability. Not And, and you know, killing off big characters, because I think they've been a bit afraid to do that because of the backlash. I think you've got to take those risks as they always used to. Do you know what I mean? They always used yeah. to kill off the favourite and they had no qualms about doing it. And I think people need that because you need to be on your edge, man. You need to be on the edge of your seat. You don't need to be comfortable watching The Walking Dead. I think you, you need that kind of that adrenaline hit which you'll get in a Game of Thrones or you get in these other big series now. So yeah. it needs to step up its game a little bit. And I think it will. Speaking of things that need to step up their game, we've probably got to wrap up now. Gags has actually broken into my house and he stood next to me tapping his watch, telling me that we've gone way over as we have a... Your editor will kick your ass. We're, we're on Fergie, Fergie <laughs> no, time here, aren't well, we? We're on, <laughs> she will. Yeah. 
we're, we're in Fergie time, so get ready to celebrate wildly and inappropriately on the pitch. Yeah, when, um, when this pod is finished, yeah. Enjoy before yourself. we... Uh, before we disappear very quickly, Gags, have you got anything recently written or recorded that you want to whore out shamelessly? I've uh, just listened to everything. I think we're on the AI channel side here. So listen to everything produced on the AI channel side. It's doing incredibly well from where we were a year ago, growing really well. So I'm really pleased with it. And I think the content um, is deserved of, of it. So everyone's doing really well on this side. So well done and keep it going. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we would like to echo those words. There's some cracking work coming out. Speaking of cracking work that's coming out, uh, Joey Connors and I are doing a little Batman piece on Sunday. What we're going to do is we're going to split it. We're going to do half of it looking at Batman's origin, his history, uh, notable allies and villains. And then we're going to do some reading recommendations because we've noticed that people seem to be asking us now for recommendations on books or story arcs that people should read so we're going to start trying to take characters and give you recommendations so we're going to go back and do batman we're going to do a spider-man and a wonder woman probably combined because we've been asked a lot about them around the films and then around the time of other films coming out so say thor justice league black panther we'll try and do them as well as we do the preview. So we'll do a preview of the film and then we'll do like an overlook of the, the character. So that's just something new that we're going to try and work on. Um, Gags, has anyone ever done a three hour pod before? No, <laughs> never, never. <laughs> Might okay. get one on Sunday. Cause me and Joey talking about our favorite character, that could be very dangerous. This might be a three parter. This, this might be maybe our last pod actually. It, so, it you know, it's been great. Podcast. It's been great fun. I, mean, um, I think if it's about Batman, I think you're ready to, you're, you're in luck. Yes. Um, yeah. Good, good point. Can I just um, promote something quickly? No. Um, oh, go on. Such a twat. Um, <laughs> so, um, me and, and and Luke and um, the wonderful Joe Simpson did a, a recent review of Baby Driver um, for for Movie Night, which I thought was really good. It's a great film if you've not seen it. And I did a written review as well on the AI site for that film, which I'm sure nobody's read, but I got some good feedback from, from those few that had, so that was much appreciated. Um, and yeah, really check that out. It's a great film and it was good to talk about a, quite a recent film and it was, yeah, it was good. It's fun. Good stuff. Um, I think we're done in that case. Thanks for bearing with us and, uh, and, and listening. As always, if you want to catch us on Twitter, it's AI comic pod. Um, please come back with your thoughts and feelings and we'll catch you next time. Yeah, hound gags until we go to San Diego Comic Con next year in 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 the, in the flesh. Just hound yeah. on Twitter and you know, yeah, get those hands pictures and hands memes all Don't over the place. The more hands memes you can get going, the better. One day, everyone, one day, for everyone folks. you do, guys, will donate one one pound to the guest who <laughs> draw Comic Con fund. So if we get you know a couple of thousand new memes, we'll be fucking there next year. Comic Con twenty eighteen. Yes. <laughs> right, we're done. Goodbye. How 
would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 